0: This is Game On! Discussing the biggest games and all the latest sports news with Johnny Montabano and Hank and Dichter on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network.
1: Well, I mean I'm an Albano, but that's not the Albano that you're probably
0: all expecting. So, yeah, what are you doing here, man?
1: Uh I don't know. For whatever reason, as I was uh just randomly sitting here uh well not sitting here, I was randomly sitting getting some work done. I hope this like uh you know those um those old hooks from uh, you know, like when the the, the act is still bad but they have to hook you off the page? I saw a hook come in my presence and then all of a sudden I was hooked over here for some
0: reason. Hey, well, either way, it's very happy. I'm very glad to be here talking with you. It has been, I don't know, a hot minute since you and I talked sports together. We've had a bit of a crazy week to say the least, explaining why you're here as opposed to my usual cohort, either uh, Nick Morgison or or uh, the one and only Johnny Montevato. But either way, we're going to have a good time. We're going to make this work and we will have a... We we have a lot of stuff to discuss, do we not?
1: Yeah, we have a lot that we got to get into. But of course, make sure to follow Game On across social media at Game On ETB and at Game On underscore ETB on Instagram. Uh, of course, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe here on YouTube.com/slash ETB Network to get notified for everything that happens here at the ETB Network. Every episode of Game On or the two shows that I actually you know am a all the time host for that being empty the bench and uh, that being empty the bench and the MMA outsiders as we just lost Hank for a little bit. No,
0: we're good. I just had to reboot my computer. It was a frozen bit.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, YouTube. So YouTube.com slash etb network. Make sure to hit subscribe. Also, don't forget to go to etbpodcast.com to get all the latest on all the different, uh, all the different ETB network shows and more information on the network itself. And of course, The network shows are now available in audio-only formats across all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, and more, so go check us out there. All right, as you mentioned, a lot we got to get into. Uh, We're through one week, one, or I should say one and a half weeks, a full week, plus the little opening weekend of the MLB season, so we'll talk a little MLB. We've got some pretty big uh, NFL news revolving around two wide receivers that we'll get into. Uh, But we're getting with a lot of basketball. The top story that has taken over this week, of course, is the case of the Dallas Mavericks. A little bit of a two-part story. So let's start with part number one, Hank. And that is that the Dallas Mavericks, after looking like they could have been in contention for a playoff run, obviously the Western Conference was a very closely contested uh, conference this season. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks completing their epic collapse and missing the playoffs in a game game 81 to be specific where they rested Kyrie Irving and a few others Luka Doncic played but he only played for like about 12 13 minutes and then he basically sat the rest of the game out so quite a sad quite a sad sight to see for uh, this Dallas team that honestly I know they didn't really control their destiny in the last few games, but could have made it into the playoffs if they maybe tried a little bit.
0: Well, I think, you know, a a certain Herm Edwards line is coming into my mind. And I think, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. You play to win the game. And let me add a little bit of Hank and Dichter wisdom. And this is my own original quote, or maybe you've heard other people say this. If you're, gonna let another team win don't make it obvious resting Kyrie and not playing luca like i mean come on i mean i'm not saying i don't get why they did it i know they were trying to tank for like a draft but like at the same time you're paying money to these guys to try to win games these imagine being a fan and paying their money just to see their team tank
1: away a playoff spot I'm sorry, but that's pretty fucking disgraceful. No, it is. No, 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 you're right. It absolutely is. Uh, I consider this a little bit of karma for trading for such a head case like Kyrie Irving. Now, granted, Kyrie Irving did not cause their downfall. But I just find it funny that when they acquired him uh, around the time of the trade deadline, they were. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that,
0: too, because, yes, it is pretty hilarious. And look, Johnny said it multiple times. And, you know, I've taken his side on this. I was probably one of many, probably in the minority of Knick fans who wanted no part of Kyrie Irving. And imagine if something like this happened to the New York Knickerbockers. Now, they would be front page news, and we all know that. And by the way, how hilarious is it? How hilarious is it? And I know Johnny said this, too. How hilarious is it that the Mavericks tanked and the Nets, sans KD and Kyrie, somehow made it to the playoffs? And, and I am
1: really make one of the Brooklyn Nets. Not <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just making the playoffs, Hank. Now, granted, this was by the hair of their chinny chin chin, but chin. barely made, avoiding a, a the play-in tournament. They're the number six seed. They don't have to do a play-in. Tournament. They are in the first round. They actually made it into the first round of the playoffs. It's unbelievable. But I was gonna bring up uh, some of the numbers from the uh, New York Post report on it. They were 29 and 26 and 5th place in the conference when they acquired Kyrie the Mavericks were mm-hmm. after that trade 9 and 17 8 and 13 in games played by Kyrie it was utter disaster for Dallas and you're right the whole did they tank situation is not helping them uh, I mean this is I mean already enough you could put this team on an episode of Collapse, like you could just do this single team, uh, you know, that series Collapse by Secret Base, they talk about team, you know, franchise that go from like uh Super Bowl or whatever championship. Oh, I, I know exactly, you're right. I they, know, yes, just, yes, yes, like, like there should just be one episode of that on this team in general, just the utter frustration. And I mean, I know there was a report recently. That Luka Doncic is saying, "No, I- I'm happy in Dallas. I don't know how you can no. be. That no. is a wasted season. This is a wasted opportunity.
0: Oh no, with- Luka Doncic is lying. That's what they all say, just so that they don't look like they're a team
1: cancer or a malcontent. Oh, you mean? Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, are you saying that? They, is this our message to? Uh, is this our message to Luka? Yes, 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 and yes. That is exactly what he's saying. <laughs> that's yes, first of all, And second of all, you're saying that, oh, because he, he's not going to want to come off like a cancer. I don't know, Hank. You mean you're saying that like there's not already a cancer on that team? Well, yeah, obviously. That's the guy that they just traded for. <laughs> uh, I. I I mean, you could point to the front office at this point as being cancerous if you wanted to.
0: Oh, the front office? Forget their front office. Look at their owner. I mean, haven't you seen him in the news a lot lately? Haven't you seen the way he acts? Like, you're telling me the front office is a cancer? No, 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 no. We got to look up at the top at Mr. Cuban, the guy who appears in the Shark Tank, and (laughs) the guy who, like, tweets and complains at the refs and will appear courtside at his team's games. Yeah, Yeah. that's a cancer right there, and that's a guy... After all, he's the one that's being investigated into all this, is he not?
1: Yeah. So, uh, f- well, first of all, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm surprised that he didn't name the his uh, arena in Dallas the Crypto.com Arena too. Uh, after <laughs> <laughs> at, th- at, at this stage, after all, the collapsing thing has happened with cryptocurrency. Um, but well, since you brought it up, uh, well, I'll just flip to that to that banner already. So the NBA watched all that happen on Friday night, where basically. They rested all their guys. Oh, by the way, Hank, supposedly that game 81 in Dallas was like a Slovian fan appreciation night or something like that, or Slovian heritage night. So you want to do all that and rest Luca for for like most of the game when he is the guy that is the face of your franchise and is Slovian? Uh, That sounds sounds like uh,
0: ass backward marketing to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But of course, the, the Dallas is gonna say, "Oh no, no, no! We were we had intentions for doing. It. We had reasons." So, basically, Hank, since you kind of refer to it um, during the post game press conference, uh, Jason Kidd, Nets legend, ends up turning into a coach. Um, basically, flat out admitted that the reason he rested Kyrie, uh, Luca, etc., was orders given to him by you know team organization. Particularly in wait, 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 wait.
0: Hold up. You mean to tell me that as, um, as was said by, um, people, the Nazis who were getting arrested, I was following orders.
1: <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, here it is. So I'm trying to get the, uh, quote here. Okay. Uh, kid had talked about, I'm, I'm actually reading this from an article by, uh, One of my guys, Scott Rogas, that uh, fans cited, said that the plan had been to play until they were told otherwise. On Friday, Kidd said, quote, today was the day that we've been told we're going to do something different. Uh, Oh, here's the full statement right here. Thank you, to McMahon of ESPN. I can't speak for him. This was Jason Kidd's answer on how Luka reacted to the Mavs decision. I can't speak for him, but I think when you look at it, we all said that we want to have the opportunity to find a way to get in. We were going to play until we were told otherwise. And today's the day that we've been told we're going to do something different. And so he's going to participate in the first quarter and then he's done for the season. So they're not, they didn't even play game 82, basically. Uh, but basically the implication was, uh, according to kid that, uh, Mark Cuban, and the general manager of the Mavericks, uh, Nico Harrison, basically gave him the orders to arrest everybody. And the NBA looked at that and said, uh, considering we just uh, we were having tanking problems and we just made those new rules in the new CBA about tanking. Can I just say,
0: do you know how bad a situation has to be when Jason Kidd looks kind of sympathetic in the fact that he was following orders because we all know that j Jay- that jason kidd is kind of a jerk and nick Morganson can vouch for me on that i know that for a fact
1: hey, and he's basically going uh they did it
0: <laughs> then again then again considering we know that jason kidd's kind of a jerk maybe he was thrown under the bus but then even well, i was even- gonna
1: ask you i was gonna ask you Hank. so even you- so
0: nobody is innocent in this
1: situation no, but do you think when you say thrown under the bus, do you think Kid's gonna lose his job? Like he's gonna be the victim in all of this, basically. Oh yeah. You
0: have all those superstars and you miss the playoffs. You don't come
1: back after a season like that. And
0: not well, I wasn't just referring
1: happened. I wasn't just referring to that, Hank. I was also referring to the fact that he basically flat out admitted. It was like, oh, I was given orders. Instead oh, of you know trying to defend the situation.
0: Well, yeah, because you know what they say. To, you know what they say when you're in the schoolyard. You know what happens to snitches?
1: They get stitches.
0: Yes, exactly my point.
1: <laughs> uh, and
0: uh, not to mention, not to mention beyond all that, do you realize how often coaches are recycled as if they're like
1: as as if they're like random paper these days. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull up the official statement the NBA made. Oh, here it is. Uh, from, NBA spokes- from NBA spokesman Mike Bass, who I think I got rid of the uh, banner, but Nick Morgeson and I once had a banner that was hashtag Bass's ass. Uh, wow. The NBA has commenced an investigation today into the facts and circumstances surrounding the Dallas Mavericks roster decisions and game conduct with respect to last night's Chicago Bulls Mavericks game, including the motivations behind those actions. Now, Hank, this is actually not the first time the Mavericks have been investigated for tanking. In 2018, I think that was when the end when, uh, was that when Luca came into the league? 2018. Yeah, I want to say
0: it was it was around 17. 2018. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: 2018. That year that Luca came in, they had the draft pick and drafted Luca. Um the Mavericks were investigated uh into tanking and Cuban opened his mouth and silver fined him like eight hundred thousand dollars or something. Doesn't he does that man ever know when to shut up? No, apparently not. <laughs> Never I, I, and but the, but here's the thing: if it's only good we have precedence for this. That's the thing. We have precedence for an anti-tanking for a tanking move. And a punishment that followed. We have precedence that the Mavericks and Mark Cuban have done something like this before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, are you just going to find him eight hundred thousand dollars again, kind of like what you kind of applied before, hey. Like, that's that's chump change to him. Well,
0: yeah, obviously the guy's like a successful businessman, even albeit one who just cannot shut his mouth and is way too outspoken. But I digress.
1: Yeah, uh, you're, you said the. Uh... You basically underestimate that point that he doesn't uh, He doesn't close his mouth even when he's supposed to. Um, I mean,
0: listen, it's Mark Cuban's world. We're just living in it.
1: Basically. And that's the kind of the reality that he wants. And this has just been a nightmare. This has been a whole nightmare of a season for the Mavericks, if you really think about it. First of all, speaking of our beloved Knicks, they lose Jalen Brunson to the Knicks in free agency. They acquire a cancer. Hey, one man's
0: crashing another man's treasure
1: that's true they acquire a cancer in Kyrie Irving and I know Mark Cuban has had little thoughts about what happened with the Knicks the implications of tampering and such but I mean this season was just an overall disaster for Dallas and his comments well not his comments a kid's comments basically was just the cherry on top of the shit Sunday what else can I say now I know they're tr- they were trying to basically get it some sort of lottery protective pick try to get into the top 10 so they have a shot at getting um his name slips my mind but he's the big rookie that everyone's talking about coming into this draft
0: are you talking about the guy from Purdue i think i know who you're mentioning
1: uh is he from Purdue
0: no i know purdue has a really victor, big guy i'm i'm victor, trying to remember. victor
1: wem Banyama? No, that wasn't who I was thinking of, but yeah, continue. Okay, that's, that's who I was thinking of, Victor Wendayana. By the way, isn't
0: it funny, usually it's another, isn't it funny that we're talking about a different Dallas team choking and having drama
1: this time around? <laughs> <laughs> well, if if Jerry Jones can make a comment, he could say, hey, you know what I can say? It just runs in the Dallas family. How about them Cowboys?
0: Well, I I mean, the baseball counterparts have had choking, but not. To the drama extent that the Mavericks and the no. and the Cowboys.
1: No, it's sad when the Stars are the best team in Dallas at this point, and I'm not talking about the Stars on the Cowboys logo.
0: No, that's true. I mean, because they've they've had the most recent run to a finals out of any any Dallas team,
1: actually. <laughs> it's kind of sad when you really think about it, and that it. was
0: in a pandemic shortened season
1: too. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That that play that NHL playoffs is such a blur.
0: Yeah, that was one of the weirder runs to a Stanley Cup final. Actually, no, second weirdest. I I would say the halves the following year were even crazier. But that, that team never would have made the playoffs the night of the year. But sorry for my little hockey tangent. Let's get back to those um Dallas Mavericks, shall we?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of curious, uh, Hang, what, what should the appropriate punishment be? Because obviously you've got We've like we talked about there's precedence to this, both in terms of a punishment for tanking and the fact that the Mavericks have done this before. So you can't just find them $800,000 again, can you? Oh, no, make
0: them lose a draft pick. Make like find them take, make them lose a draft pick and uh, suspend people in the front office.
1: Like, I I would love to say you're right, Hank, and I want to see that happen, but this is, uh, it's it. This is my prediction of what it's going to be. It's going to be an Adam oh, no. Silver slip up. Oh, no, no, no. It's inevitable. I'm just saying, if I ran the zoo
0: to quote Dr. Seuss, that's what I would do.
1: <laughs> I, I think that's the first time we've had a Dr. Seuss reference on this network. Yeah, you weren't expecting yeah. that out of me, were you? No, absolutely not.
0: But, um, yeah, Adam Silver slip up. Yeah, because we all know. We all know his wheel of dif- discipline is probably almost as bad, if not worse, than say Roger Goodell's, but not quite as bad as a certain baseball commissioner who shall remain nameless that we may or may not have a banner for. But let's try to refrain. Yeah, let's
1: uh, let's only bring him up when he needs to be brought up. But yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. In any case, one swish, two switch, red swish, blue swish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, there's gotta be something that's done. And I know, I know we're, we just said that Luca, there was that report that Luca saying, Oh, I'm happy here. I, I see right through it. He's probably miserable. And I wonder if, um, I wonder if maybe he asks out before, uh, the end of the 23, 24 season. Oh, it's inevitable. The
0: real, the real question is, uh, what's the over/under for how many months it'll be during the season before that happens?
1: One or two? Uh, I'll, I'll good. Let's put the over/under at one and a half, and maybe I'll go the the a little bit of the over and go two months. Try to have some. Sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take I'm gonna the be-
0: mystery box and bet the
1: under. Wait, who knows what could be in the mystery box? <laughs> It could be um, another mystery box for all we know.
0: Yes. My other favorite reference that I often make on the on this network.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got a feeling album Silver is going to screw this up. And actually, one more point I wanted to make before we got off of this, Hank, is mm-hmm. uh, last week uh, they came to a new deal in the CBA for the NBA, you know, the NBA and NBPA. And one of the rules that was brought up was, uh, the concern was load management. So they put a sixty-five game minimum in to that you know to win a post to win a regular season award like an MVP or something you have to play minimum sixty-five games. Combined mm-hmm. with the fact that they're going to be introducing the play uh, not uh, the in-season tournament in addition to the play-in tournament at the end of the season. So, I mean, you've got you're in other words, you're trying to prevent tanking. You're trying to prevent load management. But at the same rate, you're going to be playing games that are kind of, you know, unnecessary and you want to basically you know you're gonna throw in this in-season tournament that really is gonna be nothing other than prize money. It's like well, what the hell is the incentive there?
0: A random pointless dangling carrot? I don't know.
1: That's why that's why I throw this up early, because I I I just know he's gonna screw this up somehow.
0: Oh yeah, another uh, another example of a commissioner who just looks like a typical
1: James Bond villain. <laughs> uh actually one other question, Hank. Do you see so Kyrie I think his contract is up now, isn't it?
0: I believe you would happen to be correct.
1: So if his contract is his up. Actually, let me double check on that. Uh, Actually, yeah, his contract would be up in this offseason. So do you see Kyrie getting an offer to play anywhere in the NBA? I mean, you know, some
0: teams probably going to be dumb, but if I were a majority of the teams, I would probably think twice before offering that guy a contract because you just know there's always going to be something with that guy. Do you not?
1: Yeah, you absolutely do know, and it's uh, it, bet your house on it,
0: it,
1: it Hank. Uh, if it wasn't for the desperation of certain NBA teams, you know what my prediction of where he would play next would be? Where? I'm gonna let Shaq take this one. Guangdong Tigers. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> 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 I, I I had to I had to get that reference in here once at this network at some point with Kyrie. Oh man, definitely. All right, uh, I'm going to move on now out of the NBA. Actually, no, no, no. I, we do have to do the NBA playoffs. So the NBA playoffs are obviously starting this weekend. Sorry to me. Starting this week, we've got the play-in tournament, and then that's going to move itself forward with the um, with the uh, first round and everything else. So the play-in tournament, how it's going to work? You're going to have the Miami Heat on the Eastern in the Eastern Conference. Which, by the way, the Miami Heat won their division, but they're going to be a play-in tournament team. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, (laughs) 44 and 38. They won the division at 44 and 38. (laughs)
0: How bad is that division for you to for you to win it like that and still have to play in the play-in?
1: <laughs> the second place in the Southeast was the Hawks at forty-one and forty-one. What a miserable division <laughs> that year! <laughs> but I guess I guess that's what you get when you're also playing the division of the Charlotte Hornets, who were twenty-seven and fifty-five. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, despite winning the Southeast Division, the Heat have to play in the play in tournament. They'll be taking on the Hawks. The winner of that game is the seventh seed. The loser will have to play the winner of the Raptors versus the Bulls for the eighth seed. Yay. On the Western Conference side, the Los Angeles Lakers, yes, the Los Angeles Lakers have won the seventh seed. So, they will play the Timberwolves. Probably one of the most disappointing teams of this season, if I can be very honest with you.
0: Oh, the Timberwolves being disappointing? No. Oh, yeah, no. The Lakers being in the playoff, we all know that LeBron somehow carried them to relevance there.
1: I, I mean, LeBron was hurt for a good portion of the season, so I consider it kind of a miracle that LeBron, I mean, that the Lakers have managed to get in, although they, they're they only in the playoff tournament. They only finished a game back of the Warriors. They actually could have made it into this... Uh, this Western Conference field with a solidified playoff spot, but now they got to play the Timberwolves. The winner of that game will be the 7th seed. The loser will play the winner of the Pelicans versus the Thunder for the 8th seed. Western Conference was a very weird conference. It was close all the way, although, to be really honest with you, uh, the Nuggets and Grizzlies stand out from everybody else in, the, in that conference. I know the Kings had a magical run this year. And they actually don't look like the kings of old, but they are still the kings in my heart. They will screw this up somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, son's finishing this. The fourth. Uh, actually, let me go in. Uh, to the um, let me go into the uh, games that are set. So, the winner of the Heat Hawks game that gets the seventh seed will play the Celtics in the first round. The remaining the remaining team that makes it the eighth seed will be forced into a first round matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks. Good luck to them. Uh the winner of Lakers, Timberwolves, will play the Memphis Grizzlies, while the remaining team that gets the eighth seed gets thrown against the Nuggets. Uh on the Eastern Conference, you got the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, game what you saw in game eighty-two is going to be the first round of uh of, gonna be a first round matchup. And then of course, the 4 versus 5 is the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the New York Knicks, which is a really interesting matchup considering the fact that, you know, there were talks during this offseason that the Knicks could have been in on Donovan Mitchell and then the Cavaliers came out of nowhere to acquire him and they put up a really strong season.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the uh it's it's amazing to see the Brooklyn Nets get in with all the uh soap operas that they have dealt with so to speak, but I mean the Sixers still have their own playoff demons that they're battling. I mean, they have yet to make it past the second round and we know there's also Joel Embiid being in the discussion for the MVP and I tend to lean towards Joel Embiid even though I know uh Jokic had another great season too, but it should be interesting to see um how they do going into the playoffs and if they can finally get past the hump. But until then, can I just say it? Sure. Trust the failed process.
1: <laughs> actually, it's funny you bring up the MVP conversation because that reminds me of last season where Jokic and Embiid, and I think it was somebody else, uh, might have been Giannis, who were in MVP consideration and Jokic won. And actually, Nick Morganson, I remember, had a big problem with uh, Jokic winning over Embiid. Maybe this is the year that, that gets right at Embiid, gets the MVP. Uh, Either way, going to be a really, you know, it's a, like we mentioned, great on the Nets that they managed to get in, still be 45 and 37, despite all the drama that happened this season. The Sixers are going to be a very tough first round matchup, despite the fact that they have their own playoff demons, as you alluded to. That's why I'm going to go with the Sixers and five. Sixers and five? Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, as far as Cleveland and New York goes, I know Cleveland's going to win this series, but I really, I really would love it if the Knicks managed to pull it out in like six or seven games. Yeah,
0: I would. I think the Knicks will find a way to pull this thing out. And I would love to see the Knicks uh, get that win because it has been the most I've really enjoyed a Knicks season since, I don't know, either the 54 win season when we beat the Celtics, which fun fact was the only playoff series win that I can legitimately remember. Uh, <laughs> insanity, February 20th, 2012, 38 of the
1: garden. Or I love that.
0: actually, you know what else I remember? Uh 2010, 2011, the first half before they traded for Mello, that was another one of my favorite Knicks seasons.
1: Yeah, so but this season's
0: definitely up there for sure. And I I think the Knicks can win it, but I think it's gonna take like six or seven.
1: Yeah, my my brain says my brain says Cavs and six, my heart says New York and seven. Uh over on the Western Front. Uh oh, and as far as um obviously the play in games aren't set, I mean the play-in games are set. Uh those first round matchups obviously are not because of the play-in, but um I see the heat. I don't see much changing with the with the East. I see the Heat and the Hawks getting in, but both fall to the Bucks and Celtics. Uh yeah, I would agree. The, the so, Bucks
0: the, I think the Eastern Conference is really the Bucks or the Celtics to lose now.
1: At this point, yeah. Uh, like you said, unless the 76ers can somehow pull things off and get their, you know, watch straight. But I don't think so. Um, you don't have to censor yourself. You're with me. It's okay. <laughs> the West is a little more interesting because you have so many teams that were separated by one game. The fourth-seeded Suns, fifth-seeded Clippers, sixth-seeded... Warriors, 7th-seeded Lakers, 8th-seeded Timberwolves, and nine seeded Pelicans were either one game separated from one another or were tied with one another. It's nuts. Yeah, the
0: Western Conference has a lot of teams. I I feel like the Nuggets, I know there's a lot of people that are high on them because of Jokic, but I'm also kind of worried that that's going to be a team that's, um, by the way, pun intended, fool's gold, shall we speak? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay that was actually that was actually a really good one uh yeah i knew um, you'd like that one i mean do, do you think the warriors are gonna pull it out again as a six seed this time
0: i honestly would not be surprised if that were the case you want to know why Steph Curry. experience and playing in championships that matters more than teams think so if i'm if I'm a Nuggets fan and I have to worry about playing against the Warriors, I would be shitting my pants right now. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> Very fair. Um, looking at the matchups that we have set already for the first round, we got the Kings against the Warriors. And you know what? Based off what that what we talked about there and based on what I just said before about Kings being the Kings, I'm going upset city. I say Warriors in six. Warriors in six, I'm totally with you. I'm never... The Warriors
0: are like the Tampa Bay Lightning in the sense that I just do not count them out no matter where they are because of They're that, that
1: team that doesn't go away.
0: Yeah, I I would compare them to a certain... Uh, you know where I'm going with this. I'm not going to say it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to say it. Um, Four versus five matchup. You got the Suns taking on the Clippers. I mean you talk about experience I mean the Suns have that too they've over the last few years have been have been doing uh have been doing their thing and they and they came very close just a couple of years ago Uh sorry you said it was the Suns and the Clippers uh, yes Suns and Clippers yes So this series
0: is interesting because both of these teams have superstars but we're kind of how should I put it mid getting yeah. into the playoffs and you know what I'm going to go with the Suns for one simple reason and do you want to know what that reason is Thomas Albano tell me simple the Russell Westbrook curse it's real. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'm sorry but like I I don't know if I've even told any of you guys this but it's no secret I am not a fan of Russell Westbrook. I think he absolutely stinks. He is a team killer and probably a worse version of a ball hog than say Carmelo Anthony. In fact, you want to know a fun fact: If Russell Westbrook were a team, he'd probably be ranked, still be ranked at the bottom for shooting percentage.
1: If he if he were on a if he were on no, a different no. team, uh, no, 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 no if Russell Westbrook were a
0: team, he would still be ranked at the bottom.
1: I mean. Hank, if he were a team, he'd be the Dimsdale He'd be the Dimmsdale Ball Ballhogs. Yes, he would be. Yes! A, they would want to relocate his bum to Alaska. <laughs> he's by Lover Nuggets. Mmm, they're chewy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh
0: man, uh, but yeah, no. Seriously. The Russell Westbrook curse and the fact that we know that the Clippers as a franchise as a whole are indeed cursed. Although, what kind of deal did uh, Donald Sterling make? Or I have a feeling when Donald Sterling dies, he will have made some sort of deal with the devil to really continue the Clippers curse or something. But yeah, yeah give me the Suns. I know the Suns will probably find a way to disappoint too, given their legacy of failure and whatnot. And also oh. because we don't hey, really know how long Kevin Durant's going like, to get acclimated. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I agree with you. Suns will win this matchup. It'll be in the second round or the or the Western Conference Finals that will screw up because you got the Russell Westbrook curse here, but you know they've got. I mean, they've got a great team. They've got Aiden. They've got Booker. But you know what else they have? They have CP3, and he's also another legacy of failure in the playoffs.
0: Yes, well, so are the Suns as a whole. And yeah, in fact, I the Suns I would say I have the Robert Sarver curse, which. I can't say I really feel bad for them if that's the case. We all know that guy's a jerk.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Then we've got the Lakers taking on the Thunder in one uh, play-in, play-in game. Uh, I mean, pardon me, the Lakers taking on Timberwolves in one play-in game. I mean, you've got the Timberwolves, who have been one of the most disappointing uh, teams in the season. Oh, by the way, also in a recent development. I say recent, but from the time we're recording. Uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be suspended one game for his punching incident. So Rudy Gobert is out for this game between the Lakers and Timberwolves, which is I, I mean, I again the Timberwolves are disappointed, but that's a blow losing Gobert. So mm. I know the Lakers are disappointed in themselves. I know LeBron is older. I mean, he's still playoff. He still can be playoff LeBron. And they they're trying to build something around him. He's got veterans, which I mean it's not much. Anthony Davis, I mean Hank. I think I call Angela Delvecchio from Backyard Baseball more, a- A.D. more than I do Anthony Davis at this point. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. that
0: That's a name I have not heard in a very, very long time. Uh,
1: the One of the true goats of pitching is Angela Delvecchio. I'm oh. not going to say full-on goats because that's an insult to Pablo Sanchez, but yeah, obviously,
0: <laughs> or uh, even Pete Wheeler, for for instance
1: my god uh, I forget when I played this I, I think I played back air baseball at a year or so ago and a ch- on that team I think I just named three of the players I'm like why don't you build a team around those layers you got Angela's pitching Pete Willis feel spe- speediness and then Pablo was Pablo
0: yeah Paul Pablo Sanchez is like Willie Mays 2.0 of that game
1: <laughs> uh but yeah I, you know losing Gobert it's just adding on to a miserable season for Minnesota. So I think the Lakers squeak by and get into the playoffs. And then they get uphanded by the Memphis Grizzlies in like five or six games. Uh, and then whoever makes it out with uh, the Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Thunder against the Nuggets. Yeah, good luck. Nuggets are probably going to sweep or win in five. Yeah, yeah I, think I think that think definitely sounds about definitely. right. Um, as far as a championship match, I mean, you're right. In the Eastern Conference, it's either going to be the Bucs or the Celtics. I think the Celtics have a little more in the tank than the Bucs, despite the fact the Bucs beat them out by a game for the one seed. So I'm going to go Celtics on the East. God, just, do I be a troll and say rematch from last year and the Warriors make it as a six? Oh, God, no hmm no i i I don't think i'm gonna do that i think i think they could be in the western conference finals the Mm -hmm. uh, golden state but i think there's just at some point where they're gonna lose it who but against who i don't say memphis uh could it be could it be denver this time I mean, they, they they come into the playoffs only on a 5-5 five and five in their last 10. It's not some good momentum to be on. hmm Unless this is the year the Suns actually get back into the final. You know what? I
0: made a joke about uh, the whole KD curse. Or, not KD curse, the whole curse of the Phoenix Suns. But, you know what? I'm going to go back on my word. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say we get a rematch of the 2021 finals.
1: Do you, you think the Bucs can pull it off?
0: Yes, I do. I All am right. a big Giannis guy. I have a feeling they're going to be playing with the chip on their shoulder. I could see them
1: getting some revenge onto the Celtics. I so you're can't. going Suns, so you're saying Suns over Bucks is your final prediction? Um... No, oh, I have you the think Bucks again. over Celtics is your Eastern yes, Conference. Yes,
0: yes, yes. That's exactly what I'm saying.
1: Okay, so, so so Suns versus Bucks is your Finals prediction. Do you see the Bucks winning it again over them?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, I
1: do. All right. So I'm gonna go a little different. I'm also gonna agree with you. The Suns make it and lose to an Eastern Conference. I'm not gonna go with the Bucks. So I'm gonna go with the Celtics. I hate going with a Boston team, but ah, so okay. you get you have a rematch of the 1976 Finals. Yes, I do. I have Celtics beating the Suns in the final. You know what that series was famous for, right?
0: Which one? Triple overtime game five when uh, Garhard hit the game-tying shot in double overtime, and then Glenn McDonald went off in the triple overtime portion of that game. Yep. Yeah, you never know when I'm just going to randomly
1: use my (laughs) encyclopedia mode on you. It's all right. I'm just exhausted. I don't have Nick Morganson here. He's the NBA guy, and we spent a good forty minutes on NBA talk. But yeah, you still have the historian with you, so it's okay. That's fair. It, just imagine if we had Morganson here, we'd be spending a lot more time on the NBA. But we got some more that we got to get through before the end of the show. And we got
0: to, and we got to motor through the rest of this because we only got like about forty minutes. But yeah, what about these new rules? We got to okay. Talk about?
1: So uh, I told uh, Morgison on ETB last week, I actually went to a Yankee game. I went to the Yankee-Giant game, the one that they lost. Uh, it was a fun game, though, 7-5. Uh, the take My takeaway about the pitch clock, I don't really feel like it affected my live experience there. Now, granted, I knew it was there because I was sitting in right field, so I saw the timers behind home plate going. I And it didn't really affect the pace of play in, in my game pretty much because... That was the game where Clark Schmidt and Alex Kopp both got worked over with um, foul balls aplenty and several at-bats. So the game went a solid three hours, but I didn't really think much of it. I'm I'm kind of fine with the pitch clock at this point.
0: Yeah, if you watched my uh, last episode of Hitting for the Cycle, I touched upon this, but I'm going to essentially repeat the point that I made with uh, Noah Dibler on that episode. Both of us were kind of, uh, you know shall we say, skeptical about the pitch clock at the beginning, but I think the more we think about it, we both agree that the pitch clock is good for the game, even if there are some aspects that are over the top. The fact of the matter is, let's not kid ourselves. Baseball games were kind of running insanely long, and if you really think about it, that is partially what's tuning out the younger generation of fans in the game. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. And trust me, I've written a blog about that where yeah. I've heard a few you know we're, But we're not going to oh, go. That's, no, no, that's no. A no I, other day.
1: Oh, well, I'll bring him up anyway. Just because. Oh, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> okay. But, um, no, I, I agree. I think definitely it's a start. But I still think there's more work to be done if you really yeah. want to grow the game of baseball. But with that being said, other rules, the bigger bases. Is it really necessary? Eh, I wouldn't say that. I also do agree that batters have moments where they take a little too much time getting in the box. And I do think the limiting of the uh, the coaching visits is probably a good thing. So it's not all that bad. I just think there are other fish to fry when it comes to wanting to make the game. I I
1: was going to say, my question is...
0: Make the green bird again.
1: Yeah, my question is just, um, I mean, when the... Is the pitch clock and such going to be there during the playoffs too? Do we know that for certain?
0: I think it will. I think it's something that you're pretty much going to be seeing all season long. And, and, you know, believe it or not, there has been other rules that Manfred's made that I've like agreed with, like getting rid, uh, getting rid of the pitchers batting. Like I've been, I've been for the DH since long before I
1: even knew that Manfred existed. I'm just just concerned, Hank, about like uh, the pitch clock, about, you know, sometimes it's the anticipation that helps make some of those moments. And I worry if the pitch clock yeah, ends, you know, those playoff moments away. That but, remains to be seen. But uh, uh,
0: as far as like one of the other rules, like oh, uh, what was it? I believe. Why am I drawing a blank on the, some of the other rules? As far as some of the other things go, I would mm-hmm. say that baseball could improve with like marketing for sure. I still want to see the players like get marketed. Again, mm-hmm. you know who I'm looking at there, but that's a rant rant and tangent for another day.
1: Oh oh about some other rules. Um I just had one and it just went out of my head. Um oh the oh, shift, the, the, shift. shift. Right. the shift. Yeah. Yeah, I still
0: don't think that banning the shift is a good idea. Because I hate that, like it made it puts the it puts the power of playing strategy into the hands of the guys upstairs, as opposed to
1: like say. It's not the so main. much that it's. I thought about it. It's not so much that it's not a bad idea, but you saw what one team, I think, it was the Rays, did in response. Right? They made the champagne glass defense. <sighs> the champagne glass defense. I like that. So that mean it's like it's like in school where it's like, okay, if one rule gets made in place, you're going to try to skitter around and find you know some sort of loophole. Around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I do want to see what happens with the pitch calm malfunctions and how many people, I mean, how many pitchers will take advantage of that eventually. Um, also, there were those weird rules for Bat Boys and Bat Girls to help speed up the game. I want to see, Hank, what happens with replay reviews. We haven't had a major replay review just yet. I want to see how long it takes because that also has slowed down the game a call that should have been made in like 30, 60 seconds takes two or three minutes for the umpires. I want to see how replay reviews are sped sped up if they are at all.
0: Yeah. If they are at all, that's, that's a very big if Uh, I think time will tell, but we'll see. And you know what, moving on from a lot of this nonsense, I think we should talk about a team that's really been surprising. A lot of people. Me, I don't know if I would say that I'm surprised because, look, as a fan of a division rival of said team, and I know you happen to be a fan of the same division rival that I am, are we really that shocked that the Rays are surprising people? No, because that's the Rays. They always seem to to make more with less. But 9-0 and and winning every single game by at least four runs, if you told me that was going to happen before the season, I probably would have wanted to know whatever optimistic pills you were on right before. Yeah,
1: that Hank, 1880s. Nobody has done this in baseball since before World Series was even made. It's been that dominant. Now, here's my caveat to that, Hank. Their, your... first, their first three series opponents of this year have been the Detroit Tigers, mm-hmm. Washington Nationals, and who did they play? Who did they play uh, this past weekend? The Oakland Triple A. So they haven't really played true competition. Those are three of probably the weaker teams in baseball. I think this week is going to be a test for the Rays, as they got the Red Sox and they've got the Yankees. I'm going oh. to see, I'm going to agree with you, but at the same time, you also
0: have to play the teams on your schedule. So, you know, as much as you want to like, dismiss a little bit what they accomplished at the same time, you know, good team, good teams take
1: advantage of those opponents. And, and I mean, that's it, exactly what doing. Hank, the blessings and the curse of another actually one of the new rules that you're playing every team now during the season.
0: This is very true. And for the record, I actually like that they're having every team play each other.
1: But again, that's another tangent for another day. I didn't think the Rays were going to be the ones to benefit. I thought the Orioles were going to benefit more, but uh, obviously we're three series into the season, plenty more season to play.
0: Yeah, no, there's still still a whole marathon left, not a sprint as the cliche
1: goes. I I will say, I think the AL East is once again going to be the best division in baseball. And again, to the point where if they had enough room, all the teams could realistically make it into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can Uh, see that. All right, let's talk a little bit now about, um, let's talk a little bit about football. So recent development, uh, Hank Odell Beckham has a contract. It's going to be with, however, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, uh, I could see Nick Wargerson screw that up. So let me be a little more specific as I fix the banner here. So it's going to be an $18 million deal. $15 million is guaranteed. Most of it is a signing bonus and there's a little and then there's a base salary of about a million or two million or so. Then he can earn an additional three million dollars in incentives. I mean, Hank, first of all, that is quite a bit of a a chump change. Especially for a guy who hasn't played since Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl that the Rams won.
0: Well, let's not kid ourselves. We know why this deal happened. This is an act of pure desperation for the Ravens. You're taking my
1: argument from the Facebook chat. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, well, it's that's not even me taking your argument. It's anybody who's really been paying attention knows that this, that they're being desperate because who who are who are they going to throw to? Like, at, as much as like you're saying it's a risk, which I don't I don't disagree with you. It's totally a risk. At the same time, the sad truth is. He's better than all the other options they have, unfortunately. And you know why else they did this is because maybe it's damage control to keep Lamar Jackson around. Because you know, let's be real, it, Lamar Jackson is the face of their franchise. Even Hank, if I have been on record saying that he's an overrated quarterback, that's neither here nor there.
1: Hank, this is like what our what our buddy Tree is doing. It, it this is basically their version of going over to Lamar's house, look, going to looking up towards to his bedroom and playing the juke, uh, playing the. Uh, Boombox, box saying basically baby come back <laughs> yes that's exactly what it is i mean i mean i mean hank do you want tyler huntley fault throwing to odell beckham
0: you mean imitation lamar yeah i don't think so <laughs> i don't even think regular mars lamar is as good as people think he is but again that's neither here nor there
1: Well, the thing is, I didn't think that this was going to be enough to convince Lamar, but he posted something on social media. Uh, He posted something on social media to get my eyebrow raised of like thinking, maybe this might actually do it. Maybe this might work. Yeah, that's a big maybe, but, you know, we'll see. Okay, actually, here's something interesting. An hour before we started recording Uh, from Ian Rappaport on NFL Now. The Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Ravens not only locked the top wide receiver, it also revealed Lamar Jackson was actively recruiting him. This, okay, so our this is confirming. It, 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 this was one of the conditions that Lamar had to come back and do the fifth year. I mean, to do the franchise tech season. Yeah,
0: like I said, it's it's desperation at its finest.
1: Now, here's my question. Uh, well, especially uh, Hank, a little desperation because this is most of their remaining cap now. Like th- I don't know how much. I don't think they have really any cap room left. The Ravens, but now here's my other question, Hank. We've got another team with a quarterback situation now that's going to be affected by this. Odell was one, were, was one of was one of the uh, names about? on that
0: list. Are we are we um, talking about uh, Jets Country Take Flight? Jets Country Take Flight. Yes. R e l a
1: X. Reminder to myself Reminder to myself to insert and post that video
0: You know there's another line that I really wanted to say But I just didn't quite get to it But maybe we could have gotten to Okay it's all about The money!
1: but You're right. I I mean, on one hand, the Jets are right in that. I see this deal, and I'm looking at that, and Odell, who hasn't played since that one Super Bowl, it'll be about a year and a half before he plays. You know, it'll be a year and a half between uh, play, and, and I'm looking at that, I'm going, hell no! On the other hand, Hank, do you think this now screws up the potential deal for... Rodgers, which has already been in a mess because of the whole compensation for him.
0: Uh, it. I'm going to say maybe, but I still think the Jets find a way to get it done.
1: I mean, at this point, you've got Hackett, you've got Lazard, you have all the young guys, you know, because they're building, let's face it, hang. they are building some form of decent team around him. You can question Lazard and the Hackett signings, but Grease Hall, um, obviously, uh, oh, uh, Garrett Wilson, Sauce. I mean, you can't screw that up by getting Zach Wilson back out there. That Jets-Jaguars game in Week 16 last season really sold it for me that he has no idea what he's doing. There's no way he's going to succeed at the NFL level. It's like one of the, it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't scenarios because obviously Aaron Rodgers is just an in typical Jets fashion, a band-aid on a bigger wound. On the flip, Aaron Rodgers is going to get you a little more immediate success than throwing Zach Wilson out there. And you have really no other quarterback options left out there unless you're getting Matt Ryan a contract.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a you're damned if you're due, damned if you don't situation. That's exactly the way to put it.
1: Uh, One last uh, news piece here before we close it out, Hank. Uh, another wide receiver uh, saying something newsworthy. Tyree Kill's basically implying that he's going to hang it up after this season. I think this will be his 10th season in the NFL. And he's basically saying he'll be done after this because this contract ends after the season.
0: Yeah, and considering how long he's played and, you know, the injuries that happened to a lot of players, I, I think that makes sense. He's had a pretty long and somewhat successful career.
1: Hall of Hall Fame,
0: of we can have that yes, discussion probably, probably, probably at a later time. But
1: I don't, I don't know about NFL Hall of Fame. I definitely think you put him in the Chiefs' Ring of Honor and you maybe retire his number. Ring of Honor is – well, I'm sorry, retired number, that's debatable. I think if you're going to okay. be – have but your ring number ring of honor. honor. Ring of honor, you have to right? ring of honor
0: definitely because he was a big part in that first Super Bowl championship that they had in about a half century.
1: Yeah, I mean he will go down as one of the best wide receivers of arm of the modern era. If if probably the best too. You can debate about him, Hopkins and Devontae Adams and
0: such. I mean, as far as Chiefs history goes, like. Who else is there? I mean, I Dwayne Bow is pretty high on that list, but I'd probably have to put him ahead of Dwayne Bow because he accomplished yeah. more and he got a Super Bowl out of his career. And um Patrick Mahomes has kind of had a whole different mix of receivers. So yeah, I think you definitely have to put him into that conversation with regards to great chief wide receiver. And I'm sure there are there are others from like 70s and 80s I just I can't think of them off the top of my head because the Chiefs have had a mostly losing
1: history when it comes to those decades yeah Chiefs fans have to be feeling pretty blessed right now uh
0: this is the glory days and like and the fact of the matter is I would not be surprised if this is even the second to last Super Bowl that they're going to get from Patrick Mahomes but tangent for another day I think Tyreek Hills also helped the Dolphins too I think I think Tua definitely had a good year with him and Waddle and I honestly think if all if all goes well with the Finns and if Tua stays healthy, I really think the Dolphins steal that division.
1: I was going to say, well, I think now that he's saying he, this is going to be it, this has to light up under under Miami. Like this is, unless you get some sort of stud during the draft or next year's draft of free agency, this is basically a time where you got to win it. I mean, he could always yeah. change mind too, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. But with so somebody, because that's the thing, Tyree Kill. You know, we we have I don't know if I can say once in generation, because like I said, Hopkins, Devontae Adams, all playing alongside him in the in this era. But, you know, somebody with his playmaking skills, like the Dolphins are going to have to hope to find somebody like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is going to do it for this edition of Game On. Once again, I'm going to tell you to. Give us a follow across social media pages at game on ETB, game on underscore ETB. Make sure to follow against across Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, follow the network, the ETB network itself too, at ETB network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. So you get notified of everything going on here at the network. Don't forget to go to ETBPodcast.com for all the different content, I mean, for all the different content and information about the show. Uh, You can find the socials for Hank and for uh, Johnny Montalbano that was just scrolling across the bottom. You can find also my Twitter actually under under our name banners, Ranger Hanky 96 for Hank, Thomas J. Albano for me. And again, if you want to listen to the audio only versions, we have all those now up across our social medias for I mean, we're getting those up across the different uh, social against across the different audio platforms and running out of uh, words to say across Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Acast and such. So go check us out there. Until that, until next week, hopefully Johnny is back next week with Hank so you guys can be a little more normal. But I'm glad to have stopped in and do the show with you, Hank. Really fun to... I mean, the Tom, you're time around, welcome, I think.
0: Tom, you're always welcome on the show whenever you want to just randomly stop by or something because you know I'll talk sports with you any day.
1: <laughs> of course. All right. Hank and Dichter, I'm I'll see you next week on Game On. Take care, everybody.